Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. We do ask by the power of the Holy Spirit, you speak to our hearts and mind your words of truth. We give you the glory for all things in my name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's, a, it's wonderful to be a believer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. See, I'm, I'm one of them radical type believers, or Christians and stuff. You know, I, I believe that Jesus still heals today. Amen. He did yesterday. I believe he, he does it today, too. I believe he still delivers, set free, uh, let the oppressed go free. You know what the book says? Now, you know, the majority of institutions out there have no idea whatsoever what to do to alleviate the oppression of the oppressed. That, is that not right? Let me tell you something. Over the years I've learned, and I've learned from the book too, that you are not gonna be the one to deliver a profound word to a doubter. Y'all understand that? When, when, when somebody's full of doubt, you're not going to do nothing about it. Let's turn over to the book, Acts 10, 38, and let's look at Jesus here for a second. Amen? Acts 10, 38. Let's look at Jesus. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And went about doing good, watch this now, and doing what? Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. Now, either that script is the truth or it's not. Amen. Well, then let's just go to another place then. Because see, over in another place, it talks about how that, that Jesus, over in the book of Mark, matter of fact. Let me go over there. Let's go over to the book of Mark. The sixth chapter. Starting at the first verse. Are y'all listening? Yes, you see, we, we're going to have to get our minds thinking like the way that this Bible is written. I mean, really. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many, hearing him, were astonished, saying, from whence have this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. What makes us think that this concept has changed today? Are y'all listening? It's just that that offense has changed today. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because nobody today will admit that they are offended with Jesus. But they will admit that they are offended with you. See, when Jesus gave us the Holy Ghost, 
And he told us it was expedient for us that he goes to the Father. Because the bridegroom was here with us and he was walking around with the people then. But he can only be, in, he, he was limited by space, time, geographical location because he could only be in one place at one time in this earth suit. But when he went to the Father and he poured out the Holy Spirit upon the people of God, then he says, look here, now I can spread out all over the world. Y'all understand that? And the reason why that we don't see too many of these uh, salvation, healing, deliverances, um, people getting healed, um, the oppressed going free today is because they do not have his spirit. That's the only way you can look at it, brothers and sisters. Does not the scriptures teach us that they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such do what? Have fellowship with them. Eat brunch with them. Sit down and shoot the breeze with them. These are instructions. Y'all understand? Watch this now. Look at this. And But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work. What could he not do a mighty work in? In his own country. Now wait, wait a minute. Has that changed today? Saved, he laid his hands upon a few sick folk. We just read over here how that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Well, now, wait a minute now. Right here we got something going on. We got something going on right here. Look what it says. And he could do no mighty work save he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. On a few sick folk. And there was something that was hindering his mighty work. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Did y'all see that? Who told us that, that we have to answer unbelievers? Uh oh. And he went round about the villages teaching. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two. And he gave them power of unclean spirits and to command them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money, no purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. So where is this at today? Why come there, you know, with everybody believing Jesus today, and, and no doubt we've read over these before, well, why come they just don't jump out inside the minds and souls of men? You understand? I'll tell you the reason why. Because if the gospel is not preached, how can they believe? Y'all understand? 
If I was a fat, gluttonous pig of a pastor, do you think I would ever preach against gluttony? I would incriminate myself. I wouldn't do that. But if I have the Holy Ghost, do you think I would preach and teach that people need the Holy Ghost? You can only give what you got. If you ain't got it, you can't give it. You can only give as much knowledge as you have received. You can only give as much knowledge as you are willing to give. But you are not going to give a dollar anything. A doubter and an unbeliever is a prideful scorner. Y'all, y'all listening? Hmm? Did y'all hear what I say? A doubter or an unbeliever, it, they, they really are. They are a prideful scorner. You know, I'll tell you what. Before we go into let's go over here to, to the beginning of Psalms. Psalms 1. Are y'all hot? A little bit. Y'all crack some new wonders. No, I ain't gonna say crack. Open <laughs> some of those ones. Are we ready? You know, we're gonna just dissect this verse here for a second because you see, I know what happens today, and and I know how the apostle talked to us too. You know, he, you know, how apostle Paul talked. He did like this. He said this. He said, "What if some don't believe? Shall I make my faith void?" Hmm. When someone comes to you with unbelief, what they're trying to do is steal your faith away. And the longer you hang around that area, you're not going to win. The Bible says even when Jesus comes, says it clearly like this, when he comes, shall he find faith? You understand that kind of talk? That means that's how little faith there's going to be. Hmm? Blessed is the man. This man is blessed, right? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel, the advice, the purpose. Did y'all hear that? The counsel of the ungodly. One that's a criminal, guilty of sin, wicked, hostile towards God. Now, how in the world can we know if somebody's hostile towards God? The only way you're going to know if they're really hostile towards God is speak the word. Y'all listening? You're never going to, by the fruit, you're going to know. Everybody doesn't respond the same way when they hear the word of God. Then why come we responded differently? Come on. See, our heart can be right, but our head can be wrong. And Satan knows what he's doing. That's why you can't afford to tap dance around with unbelievers, especially those who are religious. See, he wants to make you think that you can go in and save them and deliver them. 
The Bible teaches, you know, there's an acid test that the Bible teaches after the first and second admonition. What are you supposed to do? Reject. And while we hang around. Once you go past that, you're going way past the grace of God anyway. I, that seems kind of harsh, don't it? It doesn't to me. After the first thing, you mean after you admonish somebody once and then twice, reject them? Watch this now. Look what it says. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. You hear that? Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that doesn't dwell. Blessed is the man that doesn't assemble. Blessed is the man that doesn't hang around those who make mild talk arrogantly and scorn against the word of God. That man is the man who's blessed. Yes, sir. Are y'all listening? Yes, sir. The reason why I'm bringing all this out is because we have got to learn about our Jesus. We really do. Sometimes I think misery loves company. In other words, sometimes I really believe we love being miserable at times. If we would just obey God's word, we won't be miserable. Hmm? Isn't that right? Amen. Luke 21. Everybody's here, right? You see that we're talking to you here this morning, or this evening, rather. Let me see, what is it? The morning and the evening. So we're still in the morning, coming up on the evening. Now, I know that's crazy thinking. I, I don't know what that is. But that's the way God identified it. Luke 21, starting at verse uh, 7. Do you have the ears to hear? You ready to hear? Look what he says. And they ask him, saying, and they ask him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? Are y'all listening? And what shall, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? In other words, that's something getting ready to take place on this earth. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Look what it says. And he said, Take heed that your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your cousin, your nephew, your niece, your best friend, your best friend's friend, be not deceived. Well, are we dead or something? It don't say that, do it? He says, take heed that you, ye means you, you be not deceived. Take heed? Take heed? You mean warning? That I don't mean to see. Yeah. Now wait a minute. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Why should I have to worry about taking heed about being deceived? Who's the scripture written to? For many shall come in my name saying I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. America has got more Christians in it than the world got. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
at least professing Christians. Is it all right for Jesus to talk to us? But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. Listen, but the end is not by and by. He's, he's telling us something. Then said he unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Look at this. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places, famines and pestilence and fearful signs and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, let's stop. So even though he has already put us in mind that all this is going to take place, now he's telling us, but before all these, you understand that? Yeah. So before all this, and right now we see little rumblings and tremblings and stuff and everybody, oh boy, we're right there. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being bought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. So we really don't need to be concentrating too much on the earthquakes, the famines, the pestilence, and we know all them coming after we the church get judged first. The Bible does teach that the judgment does start at the house of God. See, I, see, we lose sight of all this. We lose sight of all this because you know there's certain things we read and certain things we don't read. Certain things we like to be taught and certain things we like to avoid. All right, let's go on. And it shall, look, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts. I got a question. Do you have it settled? Not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which are your adversaries. Now, let me ask you a question. Who do you think your adversaries are going to be? Let me, let me give you a hint. You better get ready for your kinfolks. The people who say they're Christians. People who say they're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. People say they love God just as much as you do. What is the pattern? Did not the religious people use the power of the Roman Empire to crucify Jesus? Yeah. What makes you think we're going to escape from that? Amen. Who hates us more than anybody, the world or religious people? Religious. Or are we doing wrong? Not so why come this Seems to escape our minds. It's an ugly truth, isn't it? Alright. Look at this. And I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause 
to be put to death. And we still, boy, they can tell us how much we hate your God. We don't want to hear you and everything. And we just get along with them just so fine. I didn't say you didn't have to love them or can't love them, but you need to be guarding your heart. I wouldn't cast my pearls before swine. I would not give that which is holy to a dog. Does that sound like the words of Jesus? Uh-oh. Look at this. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. You have to understand that the world is going to be in collective agreement. You're going to be out of step with the world and out of step with religion. Because you're having Jesus in you. You need to arm your mind this way. You'll know how to deal with people too. Is this not the words of Jesus? But there shall not a hair of your head perish. He's not talking about they ain't going to be able to beat you and afflict you. He's talking about your hair perishing in hell. Because there's no way we can escape if we got so great a cloud of witnesses set before us. So he can't be talking about the same type of hair we're talking about. Ah. In your patience, possess ye your souls. And the Bible teaches let patience have a perfect work. Is that not so? Patience must be working. Aha. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Acts 3. Now, wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. Was not that beautiful? I mean, he could have left us deceit, thinking that everybody say Jesus that they're saved. You have to understand, the one thing that Jesus did not do is he didn't tell the scribes and Pharisees of his day that um, Abraham was not their father. If you read the whole account of John 8, he told him, yeah, we, I know that Abraham's your father. I also know you are of your father, the devil. He was a murderer in the beginning and a bold not in the truth because there's no truth in him. He said, which of you can convince me of sin? I'm going to tell you what really disturbs the spirit of man more than anything today is your ability to live life by obedience to God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by not practicing sin. It brings condemnation. It enrages and inflames those who are of a religious tenor. And we're not doing this because of our own power. We're doing this because of our love for God who empowers us to be able to live this way. Amen. And for that we give him glory. Amen. And of course our heart says that we would want everybody to experience this. But you need to understand and don't deceive yourself. True. Not one bit. 
I have a simple little test that I give people, uh, even when they don't even know it. There's no way somebody can really love you if they can't love God. You can have an association with them, but because love is defined by God Himself, He is love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Am I just talking to cult people? Or am I am I being funny or am I just making you laugh? <laughs> See, that's the reason why I tell us we need to meditate this so we can get our minds right. Because we need renewing of our minds. That's what repentance is. Amen. How in the world do you expect to change anyway if you continue to think the same way? Hmm? I said it was going to be over in Acts 10, right? No, Acts 10. Well, no, I already did that. Acts 3, I'm sorry. Acts 3, I'm going to start at verse 12. Listen very closely. <clears throat> We'll start verse 11. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And we know what's going on. There was this man sitting at the gate called Beautiful, begging the apostles for arms, 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 arms. Give me something. Silver and gold have I none, but such I have to thee in the name of Jesus. Get up. I tell you, that man would take a healing to get up and walk in some silver and gold. Amen. So that's the reason why. If you get a little taste of freedom on something, especially when, when Jesus delivers you from a, an oppressive situation, yes, sir. huh? They ain't, there's no amount of money that can pay for, for what God has given you. Amen. And you can't explain it to the natural mind either. They still in turmoil, so how can he look past that? This is a faith thing, childlike faith. Just simple childlike faith. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this, or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power of holiness? We have made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of your fathers, have glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate. And when he was determined to let him go, you hear that? You just kept on pushing. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life whom God had raised from the dead wherefore we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name. 
it's amazing how that we got all these crazy names popping up nowadays and stuff. Yeah. And, and I still have yet to see one biblical miracle done in any of those names. Yes, sir. I went to places. Yes. I have personally been to places where these people are advocates of what they call the sacred name. Yes, sir. Where they had no power of the Holy Ghost at all. And I even went there saying, okay, I'll say your name. And then, boy, after that, the heavens of brass said, forget this. We, we, we're going we're gonna to cast these demons out in Jesus' name. Amen. And even at that, because they were so staunched in their religion. Amen. And even though people were getting delivered and being healed and set free, you know what? They still couldn't accept the name of Jesus. Amen. I got enough sense to know. Common sense tell me that 2,000 years ago they didn't call his name Jesus. It is amazing how God does honor that and devils hate it though, does he? You do know 2,000 years ago there was no English language either. But it is here now. Isn't that right? And his name, through faith in his name, through faith, through faith, through faith, through faith, through faith, through faith, through faith. In his name, have made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him have given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wrought that through ignorance ye did it as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer and hath so fulfilled. Listen to what he says after he tells him these words. Repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you. See this is a people who's already done heard about it. Huh? What do you mean? Why in the world would you want to tell a people who think that they already know God that they need to receive Jesus? There are people who think they receive no, they, they there are people who actually believe that they re, believe that they've received Jesus. And when I start telling them repent, it's a foreign thing to them. Well, I've already done that. No, you haven't, because if you repented, you would walk in the newness of life. Your mind would be changed. There's a transformation of mind that takes place when you have really truly repented. I'm getting to a point. I've had to actually tell people who've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to go back and get renewed. There's a scripture we put the song, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. See, people need to be renewed. Amen, brothers and sisters. It's just the truth. Hallelujah. Let me ask you something. Are we not houses? Yes, sir. Temples of God. Yes, sir. 
if we don't keep up good maintenance on these temples, will they not be run down? Does not the word renewing is also is it not associated with the word renovated? Is it not? There are some things that after a house has been around for a while, you have to take out the old and put something in better. That's why we can't be satisfied just having the Holy Ghost. 50 years ago. Amen. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues five years ago. When's the last time you spoke in tongues? Five years ago. Titus 3 5, I'll sing it again. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. And the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Scripture's going to say, build up yourselves in more holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Does it not say, build up means to charge up. Build up means to fill up. So what is the scripture saying? Well, there's times that we can actually run low. See, when you feel, be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. See, but if you're not filled with the Spirit, you become slothful. You become drunk. Not drunk with wine. You don't, you're not sober-minded. Ah, oh, mercy. Y'all see how this fit? See, so we need to be topped off with God. Amen. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophet since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you and it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet somebody say it was Jesus, Jesus shall be destroyed from among the people how many people say see to hear my understanding is is when you hear something there's an action with it of obedience there are a lot of people hearing Jesus today very few obeying him so they're really not hearing I know what comes in and chokes out the word. The Bible tells us clearly what chokes out the word. Huh? The lust of other things, it chokes out the world. Pride of life, it chokes out the world, don't it? That's a bunch of stuff that chokes out of the word. How many times you ever talked to somebody about Jesus, or you talked to somebody about Jesus, or somebody talked to you about Jesus, Knowing that a certain requirement is there of you, and the first thing pops up in your head is things you can't do Amen. or give up Amen. for Christ's sake. But he could go to the cross and pay it all. There's a another little song I sang. Must Jesus 
better cross alone and all the world go free? You mean tell me you won't be free? There's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for you. There's a cross for me. Uh-huh. Y'all never been in that uncomfortable situation before? I know if you sit around here any amount of time, you've been in that uncomfortable situation because I don't mind putting us in it. <laughs> I just don't mind putting I preach the word. But you ever spoke, speak to somebody and, and, and of course when you talk to them they believe that you don't have any understanding of what all they have to give up. Didn't take me long at all to figure out that what in the world am I giving up in place of victory? Eternal life with the king of glory. Alright. Getting all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers. They even let them know that you're the children. Saying unto Abraham, in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away. How's he going to bless you? And turning away every one of you from ye, his iniquities. That's a blessing. Amen. God to turn us away from a wicked way. Huh? Unto you first. God, having raised up his son Jesus, have sent to bless you and yes. turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Amen. Just the price of a mission alone is worth that. Amen. Not to be bound by a wicked, wicked past. Amen. Amen. So we see that there's a, a place that Jesus had come to and he couldn't do no mighty work there. You know how much the Bible talks about unbelief? When somebody don't believe that you ain't gonna do nothing about it, God won't do nothing about it. You know, the next time you read the Gospels and you see those who don't believe him even when he's there speaking and stuff. Watch their actions, how they react. And then pay attention to the actions of those who do believe. You need to do that. And then ask yourself, do I really believe? Do I really believe? You know, I can say that if he didn't give me the Holy Spirit, I don't know what what is actually could keep, what could really keep me to hold on. Because hmm? when the old Satan starts really pressing and stuff, what's the first thing people do? They give up on God. 
Satan wear out people's patience to give up on God. First thing, I'll, I'll go, I'll leave, I'm going back to the world. Huh? What are you going to do out there? I'm going to go get drunk. Okay, then what? I'll go get drunk again. What in the world? Y'all understanding this, brothers and sisters? We, we've been called, the, you know, the highest calling that there is is to be a saint. You understand that? To be a saint of the most high. You don't need to take it lightly, but you do need to be intelligent in what you believe. You need to understand every single day we deal with people. And you need to know them. Not by the flesh, but by the spirit. That's the reason why um, I spend so much time, not so much here as I do on the radio and stuff like that, coming down on religion. Because religion has never done any good. Not for God it hadn't. You understand? First thing, see, the one thing that religion does that it can't do is it, it, it tells you about this man named Jesus, and then once you get to Jesus, it spends all his time pulling you away from Jesus. So you can be a good little religious Baptist. And then when you go tell somebody about, uh, matter of fact, when you tell somebody about your experience, you don't tell them about Jesus. You tell them, come to church. Is that not a bizarre behavior? You, you need to come to church. You need to come to church. Just come to church. So the pimps, the mac daddies, they'll tell you about Jesus and as soon as you get saved, they'll pull you away from them. You got to know him for yourself, brothers and sisters. I know he did. We hear things around here that you probably never hear in other places. But don't you be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't afford to be allowing your spirit and your soul to be going out towards people when they don't have God at all in their thoughts. There's a devil using them to snare you and put a hook in your jaw. Now, Christians, what type of fellowship we're going to have with people who say they believe? Yes, sir. Isn't that not right? Yes, sir. So the Bible says, "Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather." And Satan poses himself as an angel of light. We, you, you're not going to tell Christians that, see, you don't have to worry about us going down to uh, the hide and regency to the tightest pregame football party. Amen. You know, we're not going to be in no place like that. But we will be around a bunch of people who say they love Jesus just like you do. See, there is a difference, brothers and sisters. There is a difference. 
No matter what religion said, there is a difference. There are those who are really, truthfully doing this and living this because they, they understand his love for them. Their name is written down and they're not playing any games. And there are those who looking to have their best in his life and then to coast on into the kingdom. But the Bible says in this life you shall have tribulation. Hallelujah. Well, I hope some way I was able to wake you up out of sleep. And it don't mean that you go around with an arrogant, smug attitude. Hallelujah. But I tell you what, there's people I get around all the time. I remember the time, y'all remember Tony Green, right? Last time I had to ride with him, I had to ride with him to go and pick up a cabinet. No, not a cabinet, but a countertop. And um, he never once talked about God all the way there because I wasn't going to do it because I was determined I wasn't going to cast my pearls before swine because the only reason why that I was riding with him because I needed to know where to go to pick up my countertop that I ordered. Yes, sir. And then he asked me the question, why do you think that people do those things that they do? And so I stayed silent. You mean after almost six or eight months of teaching y'all and showing y'all why people do the things they do, you want to ask me a question like that? So I answered him, not a word. See? Yeah, that's even an answer when you don't answer. Yes, sir. It's true, sir. It's not the Bible's teaching that he answered them, not a word. Amen. Yeah, that was my answer. Foolish and unlearned questions avoid. For they do gender strive. See, so you like arguing over religious debates, over scriptures, topics. Till we all grow up into the fullness of stature of Jesus Christ. That's what we're striving for. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You got my text this morning, didn't you? You should have seen how long it took me to do that thing. And I told my hard-headed sister back there to let me know how she doing first, second day. Look at her looking. <laughs> so I figured, I get up in the morning, I saw, here I am on his phone. Uh, boom. <laughs> boom. Trying to figure out, okay, which one's space? Which one go back? <laughs> How in the world do you capitalize that thing? It took me about 25 minutes to send that text. I said, this is a shame. <laughs> uh, once you got the text, it probably took you about five seconds to send it back, didn't it? I said, thank God, it probably cost me 50 cents in that thing, didn't it? That's the reason why I don't send them much. let has got to do with God's kingdom. I ain't sending no taxes. I don't have no unlimited tax. It was a shame, brother. You, you looked at me and said, no, you probably would have joined right on in with me. He said, brother, I understand. 
I understand. I mean, I grew up in a generation, the little black phones, yeah. the kind you go, and they were heavy. <laughs> now you can beep, 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 beep. Y'all remember those phones? It's the thing of yesterday, yeah, isn't it? Look at them, look at them young boys right there. Y'all know what an eight track is? No, eight track is. Look, they never phone. Lost. 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 Yeah, phonograph. I remember the old phonographs. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mom dad used to have one. Yeah. I remember the time I broke the needle. <laughs> so I said, I'll fix it. I took one of Mama's sewing needles. <laughs> tore, that, tore that record up. <laughs> well, needless to say, I got broke again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, the 70s had his own different type of style. Yes, sir. My mom and dad just bought some brand new red velvet furniture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody walked in there. I mean, it felt good, too. And they would put plastic over it, tell us, y'all, keep y'all stinky tail on this furniture. As <laughs> soon as they leave, they Jump one side of it. One day we said, boom. Uh oh. <laughs> what happened? Oh, Chucky, look what you did. I'm going to tell that out. The thing never came back up. We tried to repair that. We got another beat. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> I tell you, little rascal didn't have nothing on us. Nothing. Bless y'all. Father, we thank you for your words of truth. May you say and sink deep down in our hearts. Amen. I'm surprised I'm able to remember some of this stuff. <laughs>